Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. This is Shannon, and I am here with our first group episode of the year. And I've got Georgina, Brooke, and Natalia with me tonight. And we are very, very excited to talk to you about underrated urban fantasy, because for a long time, we have mourned the fact that there's not as much urban fantasy as there used to be. And yet, the more I research this, the more I realize that's not really true. It's just there's not as much urban fantasy that gets a lot of buzz. And so we are Anymore. going to tell right. So we are going to tell you about some of our favorite kind of hidden gems within the urban fantasy genre. So Georgina is going to start us off, followed by Natalia, Brooke, and I will be last tonight. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Book Bistro Podcast. There we have our usual Facebook page where we keep track of our Wednesday reads and also post information about the Friday episodes. We also have a Facebook listener group that you're welcome to join. And if you prefer a different type of listener group, you can contact us and ask about our WhatsApp group. Both groups are pretty small, not super high traffic, and we would love to have you. If you want to get in touch with us off of social media, you can do so by sending an email to thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking for our main hosting page where you can find information on the podcatchers that make Book Bistro available to you, you can find that information in our show notes. My first book of the evening is Dead to the World, Crossroad Queens, Book One by Annabelle Chase. Now, Lorelei used to live in England and spent her time being a PI and talking to ghosts. When she suddenly sees a fixer-upper on the internet and buys it without really going to visit back in the States. Of course, she's surprised when she actually sees it for the first time and it's a falling down pit. So she spends her six months in the U.S. fixing up her house and avoiding town unless she's forced to. What she doesn't know is that the town she's moved into attracts supernaturals. And if she would have known that, she would have never moved back to this town. When she has two ghosts that haunt her castle, because there's a cemetery nearby. She's offered the um, ghost to move on, but the only two have refused. Everyone else chose to move on. So she has Nana Pratt and Ray, who used to be a carpenter in a past life. 
and they always give her commentary on the things that she's doing wrong in her fixer-upper. When a young man turns up on her doorstep and because he's heard that she talks to Ghost and he wants to know if his missing sister is dead. Now, this young man, Stephen, doesn't have any money, so he agrees to fix Lorelai's computer if she'll look for his sister. Lorelai thinks this is a fair trade, so she agrees to it. One of the first people she meets is a demon, and he owns a bar called the Devil's Playground, where it attracts nothing but supernaturals and those humans that are brave enough to be there. <clears throat> she gets into a fight with a werewolf, and she meets the local sheriff, who tells her that one of their deputies was eaten by a monster. Now, Lorelai finds this interesting, but not enough to do anything about it. So, while she is looking for Stephen's sister, she meets their werewolf pack, and something ha is happening to the local werewolf pack. They sleep and can't get up, like wake up. And so now she has two mysteries on her hand, plus she eventually turns her sleuthings to what happened to the deputy that got eaten by a monster. This is Dead to the World, Crossroad Queens Book One by Annabelle Chase. This has four books in the series, and the fourth one just came out or will come out um, on January 11th. I read this one. I haven't read um, the other ones, but I've read this one. And I'm not normally a fan of ghosts, but the ghosts in this one are quite entertaining. Are quite, so quite actually... various, right? They're pretty fun. Yeah. The first book I'm going to talk about tonight is by an author that we've all heard about i'm pretty sure that if you are somewhere in the world of books you have heard about danica dark and seven years and that series is awesome but there is a series that danica dark has that isn't very spoken about and it should be and this is the majeri series or Madri series by Danica Dark. The first book is called Sterling. And this book is about Zoe Merrick, who lived an ordinary life until one day she gets brutally attacked and kind of avoids death in a very interesting way that I'm not going to spoil. And she's saved by an ex-soldier who offers her a place to stay and some friendship. But something's really different about Zoe. And uh, she's unable to control an unexplainable energy that's coursing through her. And so she meets Justice DeGrati, who is a man who can teach her how to control her newly found energy. He's somebody that she meets by chance. And he's handsome, arrogant, and not entirely human. But also he reveals to Zoe that she's a mage immortal. And the kind of immortal she is is made of light not magic and of course as first books in urban fantasy tend to do this will be explained more in depth in the book 
But now Zoe has to make a choice, either to rebuild her life in the human world with the man who saved her or with justice and learn how to use her extraordinary gifts. Justice has sworn an oath to protect her life, but can he guard her from the one man who has every right to claim it? Zoe learns the price of freedom and the value of loyalty. And I got to tell you, the reason I like this urban fantasy series particularly is because and i'm sure shannon georgina brooke we can all attest here that urban fantasy is called urban fantasy because of the kind of books they are they're you know supernatural things that are happening in a real world current timeline setting and we usually have certain tropes or plot lines or orders of story arcs that we can expect and this series manages to be an urban fantasy where everything that happens is nothing we expect in the best way yes. possible. Like, seriously, this, this I remember reading this summary and thinking this was going somewhere. And then I finished the first book and I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. And then the second book, you're like, oh, OK. So if you want to read an urban fantasy that will keep you uh, kind of on your toes and will also surprise you. You want to read Sterling, book one in the Madri series by Danica Dark. So my first book this evening is The Main Event, Pride Number 1 by Shelley Lawrenston. And so one note about this book. So she has this series, which is Pride. Then she also has the Magnus Pack, which is the first one. Um, if you're if you feel that you really need to read them, but I don't I didn't really see a reason like I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. You'll meet some characters in that three book series that you will see kind of come into this one. So one thing I'll say about this series is it's hilarious. Um, you need to go into it not thinking that it's going to be a serious thing. There's like, there's some um, couples that are in that are not insta love, but like a lot of them are like faded loves. Um, there's some that are insta love. There's some that are like the one the one of the couples that I'm going to talk about is for the this book um, called the main event. Um, they were friends when they were kids. So I'm going to start now. Um, so this book is called The Main Event, and it's Pride Number One. And so this book is kind of split into two. Um, so our first couples, our first couple that we meet is um, Mace and the heroine of the book. Um, her name is Desiree, or Des for short. So Des is a human police officer um and mason is a former navy seal he is a lion shifter and he has just finished his last tour um with the navy seals and he's come home and he's decided that he can't get desiree out of his mind him and desiree met back when they were teens they were friends they were really 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 good friends until desiree moved um, so she used to live where they are. And then she moved w- away with her family when she was 14. And they haven't seen each other since then. But Mace just can't, she, he keeps thinking about her and she just, he wants to find her. So he's decided that 
he's going to find her and this is what he wants to do. He doesn't really know what he wants to do job wise. He's just going to kind of just do his thing. Well, lucky for him. Well, not, uh, but not quite lucky for his pride. Um, he gets to see Des pretty quickly because Des um, comes to investigate the death of one of his pride members. So he very quickly sees her and just the interactions between Des and Mace are so funny. Like they, they're both very witty. You can tell that they have history um, and you'll meet a lot of the other characters. And I just love the dialogue within this book. The second couple that we meet is um, Ronnie Lee. So it's her, her full name is Veronica, but we call her, her name is Ronnie. So Ronnie Lee and the guy, um, his name is Brendan. And Brendan is also a lion shifter. And Ronnie Lee is a wolf, a wolf shifter. And their interaction is pretty cool. So at the end of Desiree and um, Mace's book, um, Brendan gets fairly really badly injured and then that's when ronnie comes in so ronnie's pack has taken um charge and has decided that they're going to take care of brendan and keep him safe so it's over like holidays and so she's they're at the hospital and she's guarding him and then some bad people try to come and take care of him because they obviously didn't do a very good job in the first place. So she decides that she needs to move him to a safer place. So she takes him to her pack lands, which is a pretty, um, it's, which is kind of a, not really the greatest decision, but she feels it's the safest place for him. Um, her pack is very anti any other animal than wolf. So you can imagine how that goes. Um, of the two couples, I liked these guys the best because I found that um, Brendan and um, Brendan and um, Ronnie that they just had the greatest kind of relationship and interactions and all that stuff. I just really, really liked them a lot. So this is the main event, and it's Pride Number One, and it's by Shelley Lawrenston. Doesn't she also write as G.A. Aiken? She does. And um, I haven't checked out any of her books through that, but a lot of people, they, um, from what I've seen, kind of people kind of refer to it every once in a while, is that they're supposed to be also quite humorous. So as is so often my role here, I'm going to turn it around. Um <laughs> So my free book tonight have one common element, and that is Mika. So either Mika recommended these to me, or Mika got me interested in reading a certain like sub subgenre of urban fantasy. So these all come at least in some way courtesy of the phenomenal Mika. And I'm starting with a book that, or a series, I guess, more correctly, that she has been begging the women of Book Bistro to read for quite a long time. And I finally did um, in November of 2023. So this is the Ghost Mountain Shifter series. 
and it starts with Alpha. It's by Audrey Fay. I have only seen these available on Kindle. Um, I would love it if they came in audio, but so far that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, and this is kind of the opposite of what Brooke was talking about in the sense that there are some funny moments here, but there are a lot of like deeper, um, more serious kind of darker um, things going on throughout the course of the series. So these are kind of different from a lot of urban fantasy in the sense that not every book has a romantic arc. So you follow an entire pack and the books kind of shift point of view, um, you know, chapter to chapter. And you'll find, like, you'll finish, say, you know, book two, and maybe there's not as much of a, a romantic arc as you might have expected. But as you continue to read, like, you may or may not see some romance come up for each of these characters. But what this is at its core is the story of a broken pack that is trying to come back together. They were under the kind of tyrannical, terrible rule of some very, very bad shifters. And a lot of people fled um, and were hiding in the forest and kept themselves you know, hidden from these people. And the shifters that stayed ended up just doing everything they could to sort of appease the people in charge. Well, when this book, when the series starts, when we first start reading Alpha, we meet the new Alpha because he has just killed the crappy one. And so now it is his job to help this pack mend. And at first he thinks that this is going to be, you know, a fairly easy thing, right? Like you show people that you're not crappy like the person who came before you. But quickly, he learns that that's, that's not enough. Um, people, whether they're you know humans or shifters or whoever they are, need time and space to come to terms with what they've dealt with and need to be able to reconnect with all of their forms, again, be it you know, human or animal. And these books really show that healing process. I love that this is a pack made up of multiple types of animals. So it's not strictly a wolf pack or, you know, a, a lion pride or whatever. You see shifters of all sorts. There are bears. Um, there are hawks. Um, I'm trying to think. Wolves, cats, just so many different animals that make up this very diverse pack. Um, I also love that you get to know so many of the characters because each book sort of focuses on a different element of the pack. So they're not like super high action stories, right? Like you're not reading about somebody who's saving the world or you know, helping humankind per se. Instead, you're reading about a group of people who are really focused on saving themselves because before you can save anyone else, you have to be able to save yourself. These are some of the warmest, most heart-filled books I've read, I would say, in any genre. 
um, you know, if you're looking for something that you're not going to stress about, right? Like, you know, you're, you're wanting something that's just easy, not easy in the sense that like bad things don't happen because you know that bad things have happened in the past, but you're not sort of seeing it on the page now. Instead, you're seeing sort of the, the recovery from it. There are 10 of these so far. I have read the first five and loved every single one. Um, if you haven't ever checked these out and you're looking for something that's kind of like this, I, I can't speak highly enough of these. This is the Ghost Mountain Shifter series, and it starts with Alpha. And again, it's by Audrey Fay. This looks good enough that I'm going to try it after this recording is over. Oh, please do. So my second book of the easy evening is The Hexorcist, a supernatural speakeasy book one by Lily Harper Hart. So we have Ophelia, who owns a bar in New Orleans. And her dad used to run it, but he has mental problems. They think he's bipolar, but he hasn't been diagnosed. And she gets called out to a scene because she's a witch. And she gets called out by the officer who is in charge of the paranormal stuff. His name is Zachariah. And Zach, they find a dead man after a night of drinking. His friends report him missing and they find him. And Ophelia talks the clerk at the hotel where the man was, where he was staying, because she knows the desk clerk, to let her go up to the room before the police get there. Now, she finds a hex bag uh, and realizes his death had to be supernatural. So, Ophelia is investigating, but then when her father ends up dating the next woman that has been, that has, that is going to die, Zachariah, I mean, yeah, Zachariah and Ophelia have to team up to solve the mystery. There are 14 books in this particular series. The 13th just came out last month. This is Hexorcist, Supernatural, Speakeasy, book one. I really liked the first book of this when I read it uh, last year. So my next urban fantasy series, I actually just binged it and it was recommended by somebody on this podcast. I think it might've been Stacy, and it's a new to me author. So it's not an author that I've read that has an obscure urban fantasy series. And she has a couple and this is Shauna Kelly. And this is the Sam Quinn series by Shauna Kelly. Yay! And tell me something. How many of you guys would like to go to a bookstore that also is a bar and like grill? 
Cause That'd be cool. That would be I cool. Could, I could do that. Well, that's what we have here. We have a bookstore and bar. Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb Bookstore and Bar by Shauna Kelly. Yay. I'm Sam Quinn. I'm a werewolf and I'm a book nerd and I'm in charge. And Sam Quinn runs her business with one simple rule. Everyone needs a book that's good and a stiff drink, be they vampire, witch, demon, or fae. No wolves, though, ever. And she has her reasons. Uh, and she serves the supernatural communion uh, uh, community. Why did I say communion? Lord. Community in San Francisco. And, well, she's been having some problems lately. Um, you know, uh, she had a female werewolf wash up on her doorstep, a, a dead female werewolf wash up on her doorstep, and she doesn't know why or where she came from. Um, and well, what makes her really nervous is that the dead lady has the same scars on her body that Sam carries on her own that she's been concealing and hiding for years. And the the scars that she sees on this body let her know that she has been discovered and that the protection she's been relying on is gone. And on top of that, her wolf traits, what she's been trying to avoid at all costs, are coming out steadily, leaving her mind vulnerable to attack. And somebody is taking advantage of this. And someone is sending her horrifying visions that are intending to kill and in walks clive who is a sexy vampire who's decided to be her personal sam's personal bodyguard he's grumpy about it but the kiss that they share tells a different story and well there's a change happening to sam which will inevitably make her a fledgling badass because she's a survivor who will fight tooth and nail to protect the ones that she loves. So this is The Slaughtered Lamb Bookstore and Bar, Sam Quinn, book one by Shauna Kelly. And I just have to say, read it. This book, everything you loved yes. about every creature in urban fantasy, it's kind of like if you took everything that you've read about urban fantasy and put it in one world and it works. Yes. That's the series. And she's the seventh book out yet already? Not yet. No, no not no, October. October. No. Um, but the first six are out and the yes, short they are. So my next book is a new to me author. Um, so my book is Green Griffin. Mackenzie Green, book one by J. S. Kennedy. So our main character, as you can probably guess from her name, is Mackenzie Green. And she, we meet her, when we first meet her, we get to meet her, um, her family. So it's a, it's kind of like a made family. Um, we'll learn as the book goes on, you learn their story. And it's a pretty heartbreaking story of how they met each other and how, like, why they were where they were when they met 
And um, they're just such an amazing group of individuals who have made this wonderful family and will do absolutely anything for one another. So that's one thing I really, really loved about this book. Um, so Mackenzie works for Catch and Release. So she like she goes out and she takes care of like rogue vampires, um, shifters that have gone feral, um, or also like mages that are just kind of lost their minds. So that's kind of her job is to do a lot of protection and to hunt up these people that are causing problems. So that's her job. And she, when we first meet her, she goes out to take care of a rogue vampire who has three shifter teenagers um, captured. So she goes and she saves them. Um, but she needs to keep the shifters from shifting. And I can't tell you why that is yet. But she gets somebody to come and to get them so that they can help them shift safely. And this is when we meet Lucan. And Lucan is a dragon protector. Um, and he is high up in the dragon shifting community. And his job is kind of taking care of people and making sure that their community is safe. So he comes and he takes the teens and then she goes off, like Mackenzie goes off and does her own thing. But then she's called in by her boss and he tells her that she he has a new job. Like there's a new contract that um, he, she would, he would like her to take care of. And unbeknownst to her, but Lucan has asked her boss to hire her um, to do this, to take care of something for him that he can't take care of. And there's a reason why he can't. And you don't learn this right off the bat. Like, you're kind of like, well, if he's this big, tough dragon protector guy, like, why can't he take care of this problem? Um, so he hires Mackenzie to go and find a a young dragon shifter who has been kidnapped. Um, I can't remember her exact age. It's like maybe five years old. Like, she's really young. Um, and so Mackenzie has a really soft spot for people that are in, have been kidnapped or like vulnerable people. So like a young girl who has been kidnapped, she's really, really worried about this. So as much, even though she has a feeling that Lucan isn't telling her everything that she needs to know for this job, like normally the part of their contract is if the people don't tell them everything they need to do, or if they lie to them, then they're able to like break the contract and they'll just kind of walk away. But because she knows that this young girl is possibly in trouble, she's like, I'm just going to do it. So she goes off and she does it and some things happen. And this is how we, she gets really badly injured. Um, we learn that there's more to this kidnapping story. Um, but no matter what, even though Mackenzie knows that her life is in danger, she still feels that she needs to help this, help this girl. So she does that. Um, she's going to help this girl and she's, that's kind of what the books, her kind of figuring out like what's going on. And also we're getting an introduction to like the um, 
to the urban fantasy world, because this is the first book in the series, um, we get to learn about Mackenzie and her family's background. Um, they're a pretty neat group. And I'm really, really looking forward to checking out the other books. So that this is Green Griffin, Mackenzie Green, book one, and it's by J.S. Kennedy. Um, and for people that will notice, so Griffin is like the like the mythological creature, Griffin. Uh. And um, so there's um, different Griffins within the family that you'll meet, um, Griffin Shifters. And one of his, her co-workers, his name is Quinn, he is actually a, a Griffin Shifter. And he is in love with her brother, Alec. So it's really neat to see them interacting and stuff like that. Okay, I will have to grab this. All right, so now we are going to talk about some Y-Choose that Mika has been very carefully um, introducing me to over the past few months. And I have found that the best way for me to read and enjoy Y-Choose is to read it in like a, a fantasy uh, type of genre like that seems to be what works best for me so if you're wondering what I mean when I say why choose I mean it's one woman who does not choose between her love interests so she has you know three or more at one time <clears throat> and this can be difficult for some people so if why choose you know isn't your thing that's totally okay but I want to tell you about Shadow Kissed. This is The Witch's Rebels, book one, by Sarah Piper. And our main character, her name is Gray, and she has been hiding her magic for some years now. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of things going on in her town, which is called Black Moon Bay. And for her, it just seems like it's better to keep her magic under wraps. But something happens and three witches are killed, one of whom happens to be Gray's best friend. And so now she feels like she has to investigate this. And in order to do that, she has to start using her magic again. But as soon as she does, all kinds of chaos starts happening. And she starts to realize that there's this almost like force building inside of her that she can't really control and she doesn't understand what it is how it got there um, if there's anything that she can do about it now there are some gaps in gray's memory and at first like when you meet her you don't realize this but when you start to get to know the group of men who are sworn to protect her you slowly get to see from their point of view the things that Gray herself cannot remember. And these men are from a wide array of supernatural like races and species. One of them is a vampire. Uh, one is an incubus. One is a shifter. One is like a minion of hell. And the last one is death himself. And all of these men have a role in Gray's life. And together, 
they firmly believe that they can keep her safe. But can they keep her safe from what's growing inside of her? Like, do they know what it is? If they don't, can they find out? Um, this is a very fast-paced and steamy um, first book in this series. It is one of the very first um, Why Choose books that I read. And I think it's probably the main reason that I kept looking for more Why Choose Urban Fantasy. Um, Sarah Piper has a few different series out. They all look really good to me. This is the only one that I've read so far. Um, you can find them in audio and in ebook. So this is Shadow Kissed, and it's it's The Witch's Rebels, book one, by Sarah Piper. This sounds really good. I'm going to yes. have to look for it. My last book of the evening is It Sucks to Be Me, uh, First Fangs, Book Club One, by Kristen Painter. Um, this is an interesting take on her on her um the other series that she has out this is donna who or donna uh, belladonna who is married to a mafia man and belladonna is ready to turn state's evidence to the fbi about her husband and all his criminal friends when the police come knocking at her door saying that her husband died in a fiery crash. And so Donna thinks that she's finally out of the life. Finally, she can take her life insurance money and move somewhere else. But Big Tony, who her husband worked for and who's her brother-in-law, because her husband... His sister is married to Big Tony. Has He wants her to complete the job that her husband died doing. Before he says he'll leave her alone. So she agrees to it rather reluctantly. She goes, she picks up the pack, or the package is left for her. And when she picks up the duffel bag, she thinks that it is money or guns. But she doesn't really want to look. The meeting place is a cemetery. And in the cemetery, she sees this person and she's wondering what in the heck they're doing. When she drops off the duffel bag, this person leaps out of nowhere, attacks her, and drinks from her throat. The next thing she remembers is waking up in the cemetery and she can see suddenly things a hundred times better and she hears big tony's men coming and they try to kill her now she has to she fights to survive and she does but she thinks that the adrenaline she has has allowed her superhuman strength like those women who pick up cars off their babies and other 
supernatural thing or superhuman strength. Um, when she goes home after this de- debacle, she sleeps. And when she wakes up, there is a man in her house. And it's a Russian. So now the Russian wants what her husband didn't complete. And so does Big Tony. And so does the FBI. And she doesn't know where to turn. This is It Sucks to Be Me, First Fangs, Book Club One by Kristen Painter. This, there's five books in this series, and they were all good. Every single one of them. So, I feel like 400 Reviews makes this definitely an underrated urban fantasy. And this is Heart of Malice, book one in the Alice Worth series by Lisa Edmonds. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, the most captivating first sentence ever. The first time Moses Murphy's granddaughter killed on his orders, she was six years old. Oof. Creepy, painful, sad, huh? For yes. 20 years, she was a prisoner of an organized crime syndicate, forced to use her magic to make her grandfather the most feared and powerful man of the East Coast. To escape his cruelty, she faked her own death and started a new life as someone named Alice Worth, who is now a private investigator that specializes in cases involving the supernatural. And as such, she walks a very precarious line between atoning for the sins of her grandfather's cabal and keeping her true identity hidden. But Alice has been hired to... uh, investigate the disappearance of a mysterious object of power and so she enlists the help of probably the only ghost Shannon likes in the world (laughs) named Malcolm and Malcolm is running from a past that's just as nightmarish as Alice's past so that bonds them together and it soon becomes clear that the missing object was taken by someone with a dangerous secret and unknown agenda. And then, when the client is kidnapped, Alice must find her and the object of power before the a major killer destroys the city, the client, the object, and slaughters thousands of people, starting with Alice herself. I've just... Man, I want to read this again. Just by telling you what this book is about, I want to read it again. That's how awesome, awesome this series is. Um, and this is, again, Heart of Malice, Alice Worth, book one by Lisa Edmond. And there are seven books in this marvelous, seven books? Eight. Eight now. Yes, you're right. Eight books in this marvelous urban fantasy series. And I have to say that the thing that I appreciate most is as the books are later in the series, they get longer, meatier, and better. And yes. this is one of the few series where the first book is amazing. You just jumps right in. Yes, it doesn't drag. Going. It doesn't drag. It builds the world. Um, and it gives you the plethora of information and action at the same time. And you just, my gosh, you just have to read this book. And I mean, come on. It's a ghost that Shannon likes. It is. Malcolm. I, I love him. I love him. 
Book nine um, is currently in process, I guess. I haven't seen a date for it, uh, but I'm hoping that it will be soon. My last book this evening is Brimstone Bound, Firebrand, book one by Helen Harper. So our main character's name is Emma Bellamy, and she is currently doing various placements. Um, So she's just about to start her final placement for becoming a detective. Um, This takes place in like the London area and um, or like somewhere in the UK. And so she's had a really like great reviews and stuff um, in her other placements. So she has, she's really, really excited about this final one because she thinks that she's going to be placed in um, the cyber crime um, department. But unfortunately for her, she's placed in the supernatural unit. And she's really upset about this because it's not a very active department so a lot of people they think that people just get kind of shuffled there when there are problems or when they're like ready to retire so she really is pretty upset by this placement um but she knows that she needs to get it done so she that's one thing i really like about her is that even though she's not happy about it and even though you'll see in the book that she meets a bunch of challenges in her position, like her coworkers are totally lazy. Like one of them's like when she gets to the office, one of them's um, watching TV and the other one is like filing her nails. And Ooh. so even though she like has these challenges, she just kind of like knows that it needs to be done. Um, they get a case where there's, a bunch of werewolves are being killed. And so she needs to investigate this. So she starts doing that. And then her, she herself, so Emma herself is killed. And she wakes up 12 hours later in the morgue. And so that's, she's gotten now, not only does she have like the werewolf killings that she's had to to investigate, but she also is going to investigate her own death because she can't really tell people like, Hey, just so you know, I came back to life. So, um, the, I was um, dead, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> exactly. So the metal, the med, medical, not metal, the medical examiner, her name is Laura and you meet her and she she's kind of confused as to what happened, but when they watch the video, they see that um, she kind of like burned up and then like, it was all fine. So they're there. Oh. And you don't learn in this book what, like what she is. You don't learn like as far as Emma knew, like she was just a plain Jane human, but obviously that is not the case. So she has Laura um, helping her out and she they're kind of like trying to figure this out together and at the same time she's trying to make sure that not too many people find out because she doesn't want the killer to find out um her partner um her detective partner he ends up getting murdered 
And so she's got to investigate that as well. And so it's really interesting to watch how she takes about like, cause she's also trying to learn about the different supernatural um, like groups and how they work together. So each of them kind of takes care of their own problems. And so she's kind of like butting heads with some of the different leaders because she's like, well, um, Tony, like somebody killed Tony and I know that you normally take care of this, but like he was my partner and he like he deserves justice. So she kind of takes them on and stuff like that. And meanwhile, we also get to meet um, um, the vampire, the leader of the vampires has you're going to you kind of like really quickly realize that he finds her very intriguing so you know that there's going to be some sort of attachment that happens between them as the series goes on. Um, the final book actually just recently came out. So Ooh. the whole series is now out. And as it goes on, like you learn more and more and you get to see their connection between her and this vampire leader. And you also get to learn about the different factions within this world and how Emma kind of like kind of how she grows, how she grows into um, her position in the unit and also how she kind of like figures out what she is and how she's going to now continue on in life, knowing that she's not what she originally thought she was. So this is Brimstone Bound and it's Firebrand book one by Helen Harper. This has been on my TBR for a while. I need to actually pick it up. So we've talked a lot here about K.N. Bannett. And I'm going to talk about K.N. Bannett, but this time as Kristen Bannett, which is how she first started writing. So before she started writing the Jackie Leon series and the Everly Abbott and the Kalia Hassani, um, she wrote a couple of Why Choose series. And we are going to talk about A Life of Shadows. This is Redemption Saga, book one by Kristen Bannett. So this is set in like our world as, as urban fantasy is, but instead of like vampires and werewolves, we are going to focus on mages. And all of these mage people have different magical abilities that come from what they call the magical source inside them. So our main character is Sawyer Matthews and she has a number of abilities, some of which are well-known to people around her, and a couple that she keeps secret. Now, Sawyer has an awful lot of secrets that go beyond just her magical abilities. Because four years ago, she was leading a totally different life from the one she's leading now. And it's a life that continues to haunt her, even though she has done everything she can to distance herself from it. Because you see, Sawyer used to be an assassin that was known as the Shadow. 
And as the shadow, she was forced to do some really terrible things. So once she left, when she was able to extricate herself from that life, she wants to do better things. She doesn't want to be an assassin anymore. But that doesn't mean that she's gone completely straight, right? Like she's now a thief of sorts. But her one sort of rule is that she can't kill anybody. So she's attempting this job and something goes wrong and she is face to face with her past once again, which is a place that she has never, ever wanted to be. And so she runs. But now she is in the crosshairs of sort of the like magical police and they have their own reasons for wanting to get their hands on Sawyer. And they do. And then we are introduced to the group of men who make up this particular task force. And these are the men that will eventually become Sawyer's love interests. And some of them have connections to her past that you learn about more as things go on. Um, and then others, you know, are, are knowing her now, like for the first time. But she is not fully on board with their plans for her. And I'm not going to tell you what those plans are because that would be spoilerish and bad. But this is a super fast-paced series um, I really like Sawyer. I feel like she has a lot to overcome and does it in a way that feels relatable. You know, like she hasn't turned from being this assassin to like a person, you know, who never makes a mistake. Um, and I, I appreciate that about her. I feel like her her evolution um, occurs in a way that is authentic. Um, I kind of feel like, as someone who read Kristen Bannett um, as K.N. Bannett first, when I was really looking at sort of dipping in to some of the wide shoes stuff, it was really easy for me to do it with her as like an author that I already trusted and knew that I liked. So if you are a K.N. Bannett fan and you're looking to get into some Y choose, I would recommend um, trying her stuff. She also has a series, a couple of series that are Y choose that she writes under the KN Bennett name. So you've got, you know, quite a bit to choose from. But this one is A Life of Shadows, Redemption Saga, book one by Kristen Bennett. Oh, I'm right. definitely getting this. Yes, it is so good. So, so good. <laughs> So that brings us to the end of our underrated urban fantasy. There were so many more things that we could have talked about. I'm kind of sad now that this is over. <laughs> but thank you so much to Natalia, Georgina, and Brooke for joining me tonight. Thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for all of her fantastic editing. And of course, we thank each and every one of you so much for joining us each week as we talk about great books. If
If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books. Take care, everybody.